What's up, millennial and friends? And welcome to the last of the millennials podcast. We probably right where we discuss topics like pop culture, black culture, millennials and marriage, unspoken black family dynamics, finances, and other juicy topics. You may have thought it, but we gonna say it. So either get right or get left. Hey family, thank you for joining us again. We are doing our next latest episode on Last of the Millennials. We're probably right. And I am your co-host, Kendra Rochelle. I'm Ferrelli Speaks. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And so this week we're going to be talking about millennials and sexual taboos. And we have joining us is um, Sex with Ashley Creator, to Ashley Cobb. And we will be talking about all of the things that you don't know about and the things you do know about, Kelsey. So good afternoon and welcome, Ashley. So today we want to talk about some millennial taboo, sexual fantasies, pleasures, all the things in between. <clears throat> so in this new world <laughs> of self-pleasure, we want, I want to dive into um some sexual taboos. So I'll say from a vintage standpoint, you know, some people think that sexual taboos are, you know, having sex, women having bodily hair, um, what else? Anal, spitting. But now that we know that because people are getting more into their, in tune with themselves, they are branching out more into a sexual exploratory space. So in my vanilla nature, tell me some ideas or what you would consider a sexual taboo as a millennial. Um, there's a lot of things that could be considered sexual taboos. Um, I think BSM for some people, and that covers a wide range of different things. And then you have like, like group sex, and that's one. Um, people going to um, sex clubs can be a taboo stuff. People... Um, stuff like basic stuff for some people, like sex toys for men. You wouldn't think that was a taboo, but that is like a lot of men don't use sex toys. They, you know, when you bring it up, they're like, "Oh no, we don't do that." Um, so when you're saying sex toys, you mean using the sex toy on them, like a woman pleasuring. Most of the time, when we go to sex stores, it's the man accompanying the woman for an apparatus or a tool to be used on her. But in this sense, it's a taboo for us to go shopping. For you to get used on is what you're saying. Right. Like like a lot of men don't like to use sex toys or have them used on their on their person. And then they they have male specific sex toys that are made for penis owners. And like a lot of I know um, you know, white people tend to, you know, they tend to be, you know, a little more open. So white men are using these toys. Um, but the the black men they they have yet to come around to using some of these penis toys um or to or like having toys on them. I've had people that I've seen dated, had sex with, whatever you want to call it, um, who didn't like toys. These are grown ass men, 40 plus, and who was like, no, I don't like toys. I mean, I'm not using them on me. I'll use them on you, but like you can't use them on me. Like it's a it's a whole thing with some black men. So that's that's like a real taboo. That's not anything that's extreme at all. Oh, wow. So let's get into a more extreme taboo, so to say. Um, extreme, you know, you have, there's a lot of kinks and things. Like, I, uh, there was, uh, this, I met this person who was into munting. Like, that's a whole different 
taboo. Well, that is like when you like you like you um, jump on a dead person. And sorry, um, we just can't slide through that. <clears throat> you said jump on a dead person. You get on top of a dead a dead and body. It's called what again? Munting? It's, called, it's called munting. It's a whole. It's a kink. So you get on top of a dead body, and then you like you know jump up and down on it. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. Know I have. How... A, I have a. Can I raise my hand for a small question here? Yes, munting. In today's society, we don't just have access to dead bodies. Correct. <laughs> well, so you we're... have to dig it up. Or see, I don't. The person who was doing this, um, I don't know if they were like working in a morgue or funeral home or whatever. Or I know the person that they wanted. The person, this woman who was an escort. This, this is what someone asked her to do, but she played dead. So there's people who like people to play dead so they can fulfill their sexual fantasies. So you have, you have like, you know, things like people like do rape fantasies. So you have now you have the whole dead um, fantasy too. So that's like a, that's like extreme, the extremist, extremist thing I think I, I've ever heard about at once. At well, because that was taking me into the legal jargon of that is molestation of a corpse. Violation of the court. It is. Unless the corpse is dead. You're going to jail for it. So here is a definition. (laughs) Okay. Munting is a variation of necrophilia involving two live people and one dead, whether it's male or female. Um, To mount, to munt, you must, you you find and dig up a semi, a semi-decomposed corpse one person then goes down on said corpse whilst the other jumps on the dead person's stomach, causing the juices, the decomposed organs, to be forced from all orifices. These are then drank by the person orally connected to the corpse. And people do this. And I'm going to yuck that yum because that... You said we weren't doing that. (laughs) That's, really, little, that's nasty. I really um, that. <laughs> it's it's you know, there's not too many things that I've heard about that like surprised me. When someone told me that, I was like, oh, that's nasty. Um, and this was you know our less melanated brothers and sisters who 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 I had this conversation with, and I was like, yeah, that's very that's different. They so, must be so far along in their pleasure spectrum when you get to dead corpses. <laughs> Like you've exhausted every other thing, or, or is that not true? I, I put them in the same people in the same category of people who have sex with animals. Like sometimes I just don't, I just can't wrap my mind around. Like why, why are you molesting a dog when you have perfectly good people who walk the earth every day? Um, I, I don't know. I think some people are just, I don't want to say nasty, but are just. You know, we can we can say nasty. They just look they they just you know a little different. I'll say that. Okay. So are there more? So clearly we stopped at Munty. Yeah, that's the that's the extreme extremist. But like most people, like even with like going to sex clubs for black people, that is still very taboo. We don't really do that. Um, or if we do go, you know, if you ever been to a sex party club or whatever, typically if it's not like a black, um, a black person hosting the event, it's more so Caucasian based. And usually when you go there, um, 
the Caucasians are typically butt-ass naked. They real comfortable, no matter what size, you know, whatever. They just free-balling, titty-tanging, whatever. Um, with us, we we tend to be more covered. Even if we if, even if we just have, like, lingerie on, a robe or whatever, we are still very reserved, even at a place that's geared towards having sex. So, so why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Like, I know, like, I've been to, I guess, um, what do you, what do you call it, a sex party, I, whatever that was, um, and so I did get to witness that, um, that you know, less militant people are more po- body positive and like less conscious of it, and then we are more reserved and we want to play, but we just kind of like. Like, why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's a cultural thing. I think it's a, uh, well, I've been talking from a Southern standpoint. I don't know how Black people are North too. But down here, I think it's a Southern thing. It's a cultural thing. Because um, we still are pretty, we, even if we don't go to church currently, um, most of us um, have religious background roots. We're, we're, this is the Bible Bill South. You know, Black people don't do certain things. White people have always been, you know, more to be, open and free and you know whatever for us we just culturally are just I think more reserved as a people and it's just not something that we do like you know because because um I said before I was like probably our generation is probably the first generation ever who openly talks about sucking dick in public our models weren't doing that definitely our moms won't either yeah, I was reading an article um, prior to this, and it was talking about the sexual taboos for each generation and how for the millennials, we're more a little bit more sexually open, but we're also the most um, masturbating generation, meaning self-pleasing because of all of the toys and learning your body. And that Gen Z is more non-sexual because they're all about emotions and connecting and, you know, spirits and energy and all this other stuff. And I don't know how true that is, as that's not my generation. However, I do know for us, we are a little bit more self, we are more self-pleasing and don't always require another party to fuck ourselves. So Gen, Gen Z is what age group is that? Um, after us. They in oh, college. Like the 20 year olds, the 19 year olds. Yeah. So then oh. so kind of think about like um, the show with Red Table Talk in Willow. She's a Gen Zer. She was talking about, you know, she's in a poly, but she's never had sex with them. Like that kind of okay um, energy. So with that, so let's say we have a millennial that, you know, they're a little curious, and it's all kind of websites like Fat Life where you could try to go and see, you know, what your kink is. And, you know, you could just say, I'm not looking to play. I just want to learn. And they have all these different things. But let's say you're a little curious. You're super vanilla. And what that means in today's terms, you just have regular sex, you know, maybe a little oral here and there. And that's kind of that's kind of it. But if you want to kind of learn a little bit more, you want to expose yourself. What is like the easiest thing to do to kind of start exposing yourself to different things to say, you know, well, they say this is taboo and I probably won't ever talk to nobody about it. But this is how I can introduce myself to it. Other than, you know, Pornhub and XX, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to promote them because I'm not getting paid. But <laughs> I'm just saying other than websites. <laughs> um, either I say 
finding informational groups. So I just a lot of groups on Facebook, find, following people on Instagram. Um, uh, sites like Meetup have people have various munches, and so what munches are is like meetups for people in different types of kinks. So you, it's like informational. You meet up, say you into um, let's say you're into rope play. Okay, so they you know there's there's probably a rope play, a BDSM rope something in your city or near your city. So like meetup place like that, fed life as well. There's there's these uh, these people hold munches, and so like a munch is like it's like a it's like a um an interest meeting if you if you will. Uh, you come, you meet the people. They, they sometimes they, they hold them virtually. Sometimes they have them in person, like at a restaurant. You just come and mingle. Um, it kind of uh, uh, feel your way into whatever they're talking about the topic, and then you can decide if you want to go further when they have like private events, or you want to, and you can go to as many munches as you want to. Those are good good ways to figure out if this is something that you want to do or not. Um, or like I said, find Facebook groups, talk to different people who are in who are into what you were trying to into. Like I, when I first started trying to figure out explore because it's, it's okay Kelsey technically I'm vanilla too it's fine um oh, that makes me feel so good yeah you know I mean I know about a lot of stuff I'm not, I'm not doing it um but when I was like real vanilla vanilla um and I was looking into um people who were like dom dominatrix I have friends who are dominatrix so like this was like probably 2014 2015 so I she I asked her a lot of questions about what that life was, what it entailed. Um, so I found out different, different stuff about her, and then she like gave me different emails. I mean, different um, websites to look up, different groups. So I learned a lot about what that life was, and I was like, eh, "I'll fast for me." Um, but yeah, so just finding different people, different groups. That's how you get information. So I have a question in regards to <clears throat> for those who are new to the group uh, to the podcast. Um, I actually ended up running into, um, in the hair salon, just, just chatting. And it was a young lady. She's, uh, well, not young, but she's young. She's early thirties, a virgin, just got married. Her and her husband are, um, married and (laughs) it was so cute. It was beautiful actually. Um, so of course girl talk, you know, Oh, how, you know, how does this work? So allow me to like, how do you know what you like if you've never driven, test drove the car? And so my, so my response was, she doesn't know what's good or bad because she has nothing to compare it to. And I think that with sexuality, um, you don't know what is a taboo and what you just like until you begin to get into a space where people discuss multiple variations of sex right which brings me to my point with how do people get into the point of where does the starting point for people who want to have sexuality exploring their sexual desires and getting into it other than just going online and munches (laughs) um because some Um, of these issues you know so people say all the time you don't know what you don't know with sex um you have to compare it to that's not really true when I had when I lost my virginity, I was only having sex with one person. I knew that, and I was only having sex with him for two years. So for two years, it was one person. One person I had done anything with. My first all the things. So I knew that it was something more to sex than this. I didn't really know what the more was, but I knew this 
this right here can't be it. Like I knew, like, no, nah, this ain't it. Right. Um, even when you like when you watch TV, you read stuff, and you hear all these, all these things people say sex is supposed to be. And I I I had enough awareness to know that what people were saying, I was not getting. So you do know that some you do know, even if you haven't had a plethora of partners, that um something's quite off. So you you can know that. Um, so the question was, how do you, um, how do you explore? That, that was your question. Yes. Um, so in the sexual exploratory range, so we talk about these different taboos, but there are some like beginner level, baby girl at the hair, hair salon. She's just like, you know, we, like she was, it was, so the com- background conversation is she was living in this luxury apartment and her neighbors, she think that her neighbors were listening to her and she said she had got embarrassed because it was a, you know, some days you mandingo, some days you're not. And I guess that was a non-mandingo night. And she swears that she heard her neighbor say, dang, that was it. <laughs> and so it was. <laughs> she should, he should be embarrassed. <laughs> right. <laughs> he don't want to be embarrassed. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but it was terrible because she so then we go into the so the other young lady is like well how do you know what you like if you've never so and she's like well I felt like we were doing more because I you know we're we're to the point where we're sucking you know we're doing fellatio I give head and, and I was like oh wow like we're going up and I'm like I know that there's a whole nother spectrum of things of people like blindfolding, gagging, tying me up, you know, spitting in my mouth, all of these things now. Vanilla bean jean here ain't doing all that. So <laughs> we have to get to the point of how does one walk into that to explore? Like, do we bring in a sexual therapist like um, sex with Ashley to say, Kelsey, you got to bend over like that and let him do this or other than just reading it? Um, so like, there's a, 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 a list. It's called the yes, no, maybe list. And so on it, it has it it has like different things that people can try. And so you write, you can check yes, no, maybe, right? That's the probably the easiest way, easiest way to do that. And then y'all can compare. So like say on it, it is um spanking for for example. So let's say I wrote no and I wrote maybe, right? And my partner wrote no. So then you can talk about why is yours maybe you know, why is yours yes, and all the other things. You can also talk about different fantasies. Everybody has fantasies of things they want to try, even if you've never done that before. Um, so I say, I say try all the try all the things. That's 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 my life goal is try all the things, right? So I know there's I know what I don't like because I've tried a plethora of different shit. I know what I do like because I try things. Like, you know, I went to, we I had a thing a couple years ago, they had electrical electrical play. I never would have thought I would like that, you know, because sounding, you know, electrical play, that, that don't sound like a good time. But until I tried it, I was like, oh, shit. Now, now that's something I want to do regularly. Not like, you know, every time I'm having sex, but, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it once a month or so. But you don't know what you don't know until you try it. So try all the shit. Do everything you think you want to do. Try it. And yeah. and hopefully you have a partner who's, who's able to compromise with you and meet in the middle, whatever that middle is. I have to say, like, electro play for me, because I was there actually at this um, dungeon BDSM thing. And Kelsey, I see the old lady eyes rise up. (laughs) 
it's not what you think it is. Um, so basically, it's just it's an educational thing, or at least that's what it was set up to be. And they talk about what BDSM is and all of the different apparatuses that you use and having safety words and knowing the safe parts of your body to touch and not touch. And then they went into these other things to talk about. So they pulled out electroplay. Now, let me tell you, you know how they tell you now, I don't have an addictive spirit. So I don't take a pill and be like, I'm chasing that pill. That's just not, that wasn't my sin ministry. However, when I experienced electroplay, <laughs> baby's been chasing that drug ever since. <laughs> it is um, it's different. It is not like what you think, like somebody's electrocuting you. It's very subtle. It's very sensual. And once you experience it, 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 is, it is like it's a game changer. And so for those of you who don't know me, I'm very sexual. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the looks from these people up here. <laughs> I am a very sexual person. Um, Kids but- need to be doing what I do. That's what I'm, <laughs> <let's say> that. <laughs> I'm going on mute now. Dang. So I want to say, you know, that the whole thing about sexual taboos is that none of us can escape these shamey ideas about sexuality, right? Even if you grew up in the most liberal household, um, you're still exposed to what is happening in the popular culture, which then is, is giving us all these different messages around sex. Like women should be sexy, but they shouldn't be sexual. Like men should always want sex and women probably don't want sex. Vibrators, they are addictive. Uh, porn is addictive and that it can ruin your life. And then that gay men or gay people are just promiscuous and so then there's like this never ending things that we hear that are not true and we hear them all the time and so when we talk about taboos sex is taboo and when you explore it freely like it really puts you in that minority of people because folks are not exploring it so like Yeah. yeah Like they're I, they're not like I'm sure like me and Freddie and Kendra from the same same hometown right so like for a long time there um you know the folks where we from was like just talking all types of cash shit about me um I was all types of this and all types of that um because uh you know I was talking about sex and just from like it wasn't even like I, I was talking about my own personal experience but just talking about sex in general out loud and you don't do that like you you don't do that like i'm black how how dare i talk about <laughs> sex out loud and it was funny because now progressed over the years i remember i was in college and i was talking to my friends and it's, it's, it's true story i remember i was talking to them i was probably like 18 in freshman year and i was like how i would never suck dick like we had a whole conversation i'm like oh god i'll never do that like I, I was for real like i was never gonna suck dick like i really at 18 i really believed that i was never gonna do that or at least i gonna do it to my husband like and by the end of that year i was already sucking dick like it didn't take long <laughs> Free, freely god is good god is so good but it's like you don't suck dick when the college changed my whole life well, it is a thing because so in relation to Rayford, I'm from Fayetteville. So they're like yeah. right there. Um, and sucking dick was for hoes. For real. Like it was a you did not, oh my God, you didn't want to be a hoe. When the truth is you probably came from a long line of hoes <laughs> long ago. And didn't know. 
Okay, once upon a time, not long ago, I was a hoe. And I'm in the end. <laughs> but um, so it was just, yes, Dick Second was, uh, that was the naughtiest. Like, ooh, you naughty, naughty girl. And then, boom. But when I talked to the elder women in my family, they were like, oh, God, sucking dick. Don't let her drink out of none of the cups type situation as if it sticks in your mouth. <laughs> Like it was, it was just a, it was a daunting change. So to ever, ever think that, oh my God, if I, if I can't suck dick, I sure ain't talking about putting nothing in the, in the back dough. Um, it, it was just, and then it was, it was also taught that, well, um, women who like anal play, you know, their, you know, or their husband or their, their partner acts that they have to be gay. It was always a shame when you move to the next thing. Um, so I think, oh yeah, I just, now I definitely said several times, I ain't never second dick. I ain't never doing it in a booty hole. I yeah, sure I, said. There are some things Everything that I, I said I was going to do, I've done it several times. But it's all been based in, I think, religion, right? Because wanting to have sex and exploring sex is not wrong. You know, and people who want to explore beyond vanilla sex and then people who engage in consensual kink or role or role play or pain play. It's like we you have sex to make kids and that's you should not get any pleasure from that. And I think that has been kind of like the thing with some religions and you see it even with uh, Mormons, the way that they engage in their marriages and how they they get married to have kids and it's not for pleasure. Um, I think a lot of times we just need to really explore the reasons that we want what we want during sex, because we are lacking lots of information and then we just feel alone. And what I'll tell you is that because it's it's something that's a taboo, which means we don't talk about it in the public circle. So the fact that we're going to put this on the Internet and talk about it, <laughs> somebody's going to see this and be like, oh, oh. They said the word, the D word. Oh my God. They said the F word. And so you just didn't talk about those things because if so, how many of your parents sat down and talked to you about sex, what it means to pleasure yourself, how to have good sex, how to do this and do that? Because we teach you everything else, but we can't teach you about your sexual life. You're just supposed to stumble around and find, and find it. And as a Black gay man, I really didn't have any examples of what sex looked like. So what I had to do, I had to go to chat rooms. I was watching, you know, X-rated stuff on the internet, reading, trying to figure out what that looked like, and then still did not engage in sexual intercourse until I was 21. My mama asked me point blank period one day. She was like, how you know so much about sex? I hope it's not because you have it. I mean, having all this sex. Oh, she said. And I was like, okay. Like, you know. <laughs> like, how you, how you know so much about it? Like, why why you, why you talk about it all the time? Like, sister, let me tell you something. We are not the same. At, not at all. Can we talk about this too? I think um, non, non-ethical monogamy, that's, you know, part of sex. And that is very taboo. Um, even with our generation, um, we know people are talking about it more, but there's a whole lot of people who are like, why are you going to do that? Like, I ain't going to do that. Or if they do it, they're not vocal about it because of all the backlash and the negative comments that you get. Yeah, because it's it's hard to explain it to people because they don't understand it. 
And it's really, it's, it's getting rooted by what you were raised around. And when you said that ethics thing, it made me think about this book. I was trying to tell y'all about it in one of my other shows about the ethical slut. And it really talks about the rules around polygamy or polyamory, polyamory rather, um, and open relationships. Because I was telling y'all that, you know, I choose who I want to be in a relationship with. And I'm going to let you know that if I'm doing dating somebody else or having a sexual relationship with somebody else, that I'm going to tell you. And Kelsey was like, uh-uh, 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 you know, because she believed in that loyalty thing. But, and it's so far outside of what Don't she, no, that's what you said. I'm quoting. What I say. What I say. <laughs> you said, because y'all ain't, y'all ain't, I think we was talking about Portia. We were talking about Portia and her little situation just last, <laughs> this week. Because I'm a you G, know, and it's just certain shit you. Can but that's do. what I'm saying though. When the the way that you respond when me and Kendra be saying this stuff that you just can't even, you be like, nope, that ain't how how my boat rocks. And it's like, well, this is this is we might be the you might be the minority in the group, or we might be the minority of people that exist. But people do practice all kinds of things, whether it's sexual or relationships, that we have no idea and so thankfully you know people can record stuff on their phones and they can put it on the internet and you can explore from the privacy of your home without being shamed until you find your community because i found the leather community and i was like wow this is interesting and i've been invited to join and it's a whole thing like it's like a fraternity what is the leather community so when I first when I first saw it, I just thought it was about men who like to wear leather and have sex. And so it's like it's like a, a motorcycle club for the, Wait, the is, this, is this like what you had us watching the other night? I didn't have you watching anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> huh? What? Okay. <laughs> I do I do like I have a couple of little um leather like harnesses tops. They are they are very sexy on per- in- enduring sex. I will say that. So, so let me see. I talk about the video that I didn't see the other night. <laughs> you saw a video and what did you see in that video? I want to move on. So <laughs> <laughs> You saw a video somebody had on some leather and yeah, you were asking a full is that... leather suit with just like a cutout for the mouth. No, is that's that... that's an apparatus. That does it, it just no, it just like happened the... to be. No, I'm saying the full leather suit, like literally. No, me. so as she's talking about the, the people who get vacuum sucked into those thin plastic suits and they only oh, have... okay. That's not leather. That's some I associate them with puppy play. Yeah, more, more so than leather. Um, I'll send you a link to Onyx, which is one of the biggest. Um, it's a kink. Okay, so, so what I'll send you do you is because I see granny eyes over here keep going up and down. I want to invite you to go to fetlife.com and it has a list of all the kinks and what they actually mean. So that way you can get kind of up to speed, or you can use it as your sexual dictionary. So one of the taboos that I want to talk about that I discovered was one, it actually introduced us all to this through Netflix, like 
a year or two ago, there was this series and they do these different stories. And one of them was that was very popular. And we were talking about it on social media was the one where the guys, they were friends and they play video games together and eventually end up having virtual sex with each other through the video game. Oh, black what show was that? Black Mirror on Netflix. Oh, I didn't watch Black Mirror. Okay. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't remember what it was called. I just know every episode was about a different story for somebody. And so this is actually a real thing. Um, there's a virtual reality company um, that it, it kind of exists. It's called Naughty America, and it allows users to star in porn films while on adult sites. And there are entire sections dedicated to virtual reality inspired porn. And so you get to, um, you can find or create sectional part, sexual partners without having to step outside of your door. Um, and then they also make um, toys that go along with it that you can program to do things to you while you're in this virtual world. Now that is very new to me other than outside of the time I saw it on Netflix and I thought, that's interesting, not knowing that it was real already existing in the world. So, is this something y'all would try? Um, no, oh. I like I like to I like physical human touch. So no. So, Frilly, is this is this public conversation or this is just a note? I've had an experience with a virtual reality um, sexual encounter. Let's talk, let's chat. Uh, basically, what happens is you have a device. I can't remember the name of the company right now. Um, I should have it before we're over. And if not, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> you have the you have the toy. It has an app connected to it. You send somebody the link and they can control the, um, the device. And so it was first created for partners who are in long distance relationships or partners who travel. So you can still have some connection. And so like, if you've never explored like phone sex, you may not really understand like how strong of a bond that that feeling can really be without, without the person being in the room, but adding that toy that your partner can control um, and do things to your, uh, your body parts, it, it gives you an amazing kind of feeling and a connectedness. And so <clears throat> it's it's really good. I think it's called Love 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 It's Love It's Love Sense or something like that. Um and they oh the love sense, yeah. Yeah. It's I love I... love it's L-O-V-E-N-S-E. And so they have a number of toys that you can that you can use and they're pretty powerful. I have I have um one of their hold on, let me see this bit. Hold on a second. So there's another company called well, they it's called Cyber Skins. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a twerking realistic butt that comes with a VR set that provides a link between the motions you see on the screen and the movements of the toy itself. So, you know, for the men that like for it to be thrown back at them you know, in your minds, because I've, I've done VR, not sexual VR, but I've gone to um, a VR place here locally in Durham and taken my son. And it, it is real. Like it feels real. Like you're really in that environment. So then like, you know, I think we did the, the boxing ring. If I actually felt that punch, I would feel like I'm really in this. So I think I can kind of connect it, but it's still so new to me. Yeah. 
it's a, it's a great way to explore, and you know, for my friend Kelsey over there. Well, the I I just have a um. <laughs> so there is, I don't know. It's just so many that we just kind of like. Wait a minute, take me slow. <laughs> Take me, take me slow, because you know that slow, honey. Not not that slow, but uh, back to the um, what was it? The nautical? No, that was naughty America. My bad, y'all. Just doing a little research so I don't get left behind. Um, the ethical non-monogamy, like just the different things, but like I don't think VR would be anything that I would ever be interested in, and not because it's just way too taboo, but because I just don't like video games. Um, so I don't think it would keep my attention. It's not a video game. But yeah. just just the fact that it, it sex with myself because I'm watching a computer. Like I didn't like it when I did the uh I did the ski one. I I didn't like that feeling. I'm like, okay, it it just took me somewhere. It was not euphoric, it was very scary. So I, I don't think I could do it in a sexual realm, but I am interested in hearing more about the electrode thing. Um <laughs> And not in a sense of, you know, hey, let's see. But like. What I'm buying y'all for anniversary. (laughs) I mean, that's something I have not heard of. But is it because at first we didn't like electroplay. In my mind, the way it works, I just saw jumper cables connected to my nipples and I was going to get the shock (laughs) of my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a probe, like, um think like the probes you get like at the dentist's office like a little um it's a probe okay some some of them it's a probe and they have different little heads and he it's, it's a pack he puts on or she or whomever is the person who's doing it put on and the the, the hand look probe is the thing that's going to be um with the electricity so they touch you on the place they touch you it's the places that um you're going to feel a little shock or whatever. And there's also one that where uh, he puts on or they put on and, and his, the, his whole person becomes uh, electrified or whatever you want to say. So like he uses his hands, his tongue, whatever, and whatever body part they touch is where you feel it. Yeah. So is it like running across, the, running across the carpet and touching something that's... No, it don't, feel like, it don't feel like that. No, it doesn't feel like that. So how I... The way they taught it to me was like not, especially if you've never done it, to immediately touch them, but kind of like graze and caress their skin. So you're going to feel like this like electric sensation, but it's not like a like a shock in the term of how we think of it. It's just very sensual and I can I can explain it. I think it's something you should try um, at least once, but it's um it's a. It's interesting. I loved it. So do you buy these? Do you sell these things in your boxes, Ashley? Or how, how does one get um, So I work for Love Honey. So I'm on their website now. They they have a whole kit on here. Lovehoney.com. I'm trying to find it. I saw it um, a while ago. I know it's on here somewhere. So I'm um, in this realm of the electrifying um, piece. Like, are there, what are the precautions? So am I not supposed to be moisturized? <laughs> I think Kelsey has found a kink. <laughs> and we're going to get Kelsey a new kink here. <laughs> Electro play. And Kelsey's going to follow up with how that went. <laughs> Kelsey, I'm actually sending, I'm actually sending you the email with the, with the, with it. 
the link attached to it. So let's try it. Um, so I am I'm open to seeing and you know, just seeing what it's about because I have a partner I can try it with. And it's not like I'm out in these streets and no shame to those who are out in the streets doing it with people. But at least if I say, nigga, stop, you shocking me too hard, he know to stop. Because once he lit up, I might have to pop off his face a little bit. But no, because I'm thinking, like, is it, um, so anybody else did this when they were younger uh, in science class when they tell you guys, like, what is it, the C-charge batteries that have the different ports? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you, they say, put your tongue on or put it on your nose and it zaps you a little bit. Is it like that? Or is it like, okay. Because, you know, there's some people who love that into yeah. electro play is like the beginning step before going to pain play where some people like hooks and well you, you know. can control the level of intensity so i i don't like pain i'm not a pain it's pleasure person so for me it has to on, yeah so it has to be on the lower setting i don't i don't like pain i don't, I don't have tattoos piercings on that i don't do pain um so it has to be on the lower setting for me but you can you can turn it up as high as you want to turn it up that's that's a that's a you thing. Like jumpstart a battery, turn it up. Man, I, not not give you a heart attack and kill you, turn it up. But I'm sure I'm sure it's like body safe and heart safe. But you can turn it up as much as you want to. Okay. Well, I so, sent it to your email, Casey too, Kelsey too. Sorry. So I'm looking at um a, uh article on Cosmopolitan called. 10 taboo sex acts that are perfectly normal. Uh, And it says, when you stop thinking about things as being off limits, you might actually experience an orgasm. Hello. Um, Because some people, I didn't realize, you know, as a man, I can always achieve an orgasm. Like there's Mm -hmm. never not been a time, unless that was my goal to not have one, always had an orgasm. So when I started hearing people in their 40s have never had an orgasm like it's what what happens is it not the man doesn't know what to do to perform uh because this is a heterosexual relationship so i'm assuming but what what is that what is that about ashley it's typically the sex that you're getting typically like it's typically one or two things happens you don't know what your spots are so you can't communicate effectively to a partner tell them what to do so there's that that's most of the time and then two you're with a partner if he's male uh that is just you know let's let's let, let me do a little something get you wet and then stick it in and that's not how orgasm works for women like it takes a woman somewhere between like 30 40 minutes to even get turned on most of the time for most women you know that's that's, that's not the rule for all but so you need to like at least be doing something prior to sticking your penis in me for me to be a thing and that's why like heterosexual couples have like the lowest orgasm rate because lesbian couples is high homosexual men is high we are the ones who are the ones who sleep with men you know um that could be contributed to um so in in my mind when you say heterosexual is it because there is this mythical saying that lesbians know how to women know what to do to please each other opposed to you bring in a a guy who's out seeking his own sexual pleasure and a woman who's like I'm looking for you to do these things so that's why two um yep are looking to do that yep that's that's what it is most of the time I feel like men don't really understand 
female pleasure. And and it's not and it's not their fault really. Um, because female pleasure is been like this new it's it's a new concept in the last, let's say, 40 years, right? It's not really been a focal point. You've been having sex to have sex because your he your husband or like Frey said to have kids or do whatever y'all do. Like us catching a nut, it hasn't been a thing that has been talked about. So, you know, there's that. And then I also think that it's um, pretty low because there are some people, like when you think back to your first sexual orgasm, do you... I equate it to like being on a roller coaster, like leading up to the climax. You don't know what that feels like and until you get over the hump, like, oh my God, that was amazing. So I think that that scary part where some people have not, they turn around at that point or they've never made it to the point where they're, they're climbing up the ladder to say, That's all right, true. now when I get to the other side, because if you get a real good one, so some people immediately run out of gas. And <laughs> if you did it right, you run out of gas or they're like, oh my God, that was just so, I'm fired up and ready to go again. That's true. Because <clears throat> um, I've done, um, last year I did body sets class. So body sets is basically, it teaches women how to have orgasms. So I took the class just for research purposes because I know how to orgasm. But anyway, in the class, they talk about we masturbate and we do different other things as a class, right? And so, like, there are women in class who've never had an orgasm, don't know how to have one. And when they get to a point where they're about to orgasm, they get scared and don't do it. These are people who are, like, 40, 50 years old. So that's true. So whose responsibility is it to make you have an orgasm? Yours. So even in, if there are two people involved in a sexual act, you still need to know either what to do or to tell your partner to do in order for you to arrive. Yeah, like, it's yours. It's not your partner's job. It's your job. See, I always thought it was like an exchange. And now, granted, if it, if it is that you, sh- I feel like you shortened, shortened me on the deal, I know how to get to it. But when I, Vanilla Jean here, checking in um when I'm into it I think that my job is to get you to point b and your his job is to get me to point b right we both start at a but we're just going to exchange the power of getting giving pleasing each other and getting each other to the final destination that's how I exchange that I mean they there to assist you but like I've never not had an orgasm in like the last I don't know four or five years since I've been having sex every Huh? So you're saying orgasm every intercourse? Yeah. Because we, I mean, we're not doing that. I'm going to tell you what I need you to do to so we can before I leave up out of here. You're gonna do something like you know. It might like it might you might not like. I don't have orgasms hardly ever. Just with regular this, this penetration by itself. So that's you know, but that's not probably ever gonna happen. Um, it happens sometimes, but not regularly. So like, but before we leave up out of here, um. I'm going to get something from this. So like, if you're not doing it, I'm going to be able to tell you what to do. So that way we both leave happy because we're not doing it. So here's some other taboos that we came across and we don't have to say on these long, but one is period sex. So that's sex when you're on your menstrual cycle. Um, It's a no for me, dog. Um, If it's light, that's okay. If it's heavy, no. I don't do blood. 
but you don't do coochie either. So, well, that's no, true. No, no, no. Listen, listen. There, there, there can be blood from other places. True. We just don't but, do. You don't never know. We, the gays be coming out with all different kind of scams when it comes to sex. <laughs> and the, the biggest, the biggest scam is creaming. And I think that stuff is totally, wholly unnatural. And I don't think, I think if you are actually creaming and it's not friction created from lube, you need to go to your doctor. Because I don't think, can you, can you have an orgasm from your anal, from your anal cavity? Yes. Yeah. A man? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, prostate, I don't know if you're like going to make like secretions and shit, but you can have like an orgasm from your anal. I've what does that look like? It comes out of your penis. From what I understand, no, 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 no. I'm saying not having a, or not having an orgasm from your penis when you're being anally penetrated, but oh, the it shouldn't look like anything. Not- no, it shouldn't look like anything. Let me tell you that it is rampant on these streets, right? This this is creaming my thing. It's like no, that's like clearly that's lotion. That's some some overleft deposits that's coming out. Like it's just it's a, a myriad of things. But people really like that's a claim to fame is that my anus is yeah. And I'm like that's disgusting. That's nasty. So if for us it's not blood but it'd be these other things and don't ever do that to me because it needs to be clean we don't need nothing coming out of there okay okay what's number two <laughs> um we talked about virtual sex we talked about anal sex or booty play in general a lot of guys i think more so now i think kevin gates has really talked about eating the groceries, you know, it's becoming more popular. And so when things come up on the mainstream, folks who've been doing stuff in their bedroom, they get to say, oh, well, I've been doing that and not everybody want to know. I'm like, you've been out here nasty this whole time, right? So that's that. Sex toys during sex. Just the wrong wrong list. I want to go to this list (laughs) where we first started. (laughs) Okay, this list is about is by Ask Men, and it says almost all guys are into at least one of these eight bedroom taboos. Are you? One was anal sex. Um, and it's really about the pleasuring of the man's G spot. And that, let me tell you, that can be amazing when I was doing those things. Uh, period sex is on here again when you women are in their menstrual cycle. The other one is cuck holding. Um, the term cuckold refers to a man whose wife has committed adultery. He was pissed for being made a fool and there was no fetish element to the act. But today, cuckold fetishes get off on being submissive, victimized by a woman's infidelity and oftentimes thrive off the voyeuristic elements of adultery by discussing her sexual exploits or even watching the act himself. Yes, I, think. I know men who answer that. I know men yeah. that I know personally, who uh, like watching their wives have sex with other people. And then there's another element to that, too. Um, when you start crossing, like, racial lines, um, there's this thing called cuckolding and breeding, or Black bulls. And it's basically Black men um, having sex with non-Black women and having sex with them raw um, and breeding them like a dog, meaning they ejaculate <laughs> inside of them. And that's why it's called breeding. I mean, I'm very familiar, honey. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. 
The next one is pegging. Pegging is when a woman straps on a dildo and penetrates her male partner in the anus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does not happen between gay men, but is a sexual act reserved for heterosexuals. No, I don't think I want to do that. Well, you, it's not about Yeah, yeah, partner. yeah, it's not, yeah, but you're saying- So, yeah. but why, why wouldn't you want to do that to your partner? I just, that's not, that's not a role I want to take. That's not a role I want to take. Like, that's not a position I want to assume. I don't. Do you feel it would emasculate him? It's emasculating me. Like, I'm too, like, I like tall men. It's not something I want to be in here trying to explain. Been over now. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do that. But I I did want to. (laughs) um, (laughs) Just, it's just too much. I think it's too much of a challenge. No. The next one, I, I, I do want to pick like um someone, not my man per se, but I do want to pick just to have the experience. Yeah, now there are some people I know, I know some people who are into that risque thing and they want people to do that to them, like doms. And but I wanted to skirch back real quick to this breeding situation, the cut colon. Um it's just there are some terms that you know we just bypass as if it is not like we put it in a sexual term like it's okay but if we said that it out in the regular world we're like oh my god it's racist as hell just like with um forced orgasms right so you do know that um there are a lot of terms uh, within the fetish kink life that you know, like slaves and masters, like all of that is in that, this underground life. So, you know, cook holding and breeding, that's not even the top of the iceberg and we can't dig into that. <laughs> we just have to accept what is as what is and just keep learning and moving on. Because <laughs> it is a subculture. So that's why it's not on TV at seven o'clock or 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock. It's on the internet. Right, and that is some people's kink. Uh, like there is slave play. There is, um, they, you know, little girl play and like all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, munching, it's a kink. It's nasty, but it is. So, you know. And people dressing up as full big babies. Yeah. People like to be squished by oversized uh, large partners. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Like animals. It's, it's too much for the people. Yeah. So the, the next one is asphyxiation. Uh, there's no doctor recommended way to practice asphyxiation during sex or masturbation. It's high risk every time. And that is the appeal. So basically, I consider this, you see this, this is becoming more popular. I'm seeing in uh, X-rated videos where people are like you're putting your, so do they do it till they pass out or? You know, I don't, I think it's really tacky, but some people like it because it is, I think it cuts off their air and then they're also receiving this pleasure. I don't, I don't see where the pleasure factor is in it. I, don't, I like, I'd be like don't touch grip. me. I like a little grip, but not, don't cut off my airway. Like I don't, that's. It don't do nothing for me. So nothing. I not a, not a damn thing. I've tried it. It's not my thing. But I know people who like to be choked. And like, I don't, it turns me completely off. Don't do that. Yeah, I will oblige you, but I'm not. So, so Vanilla Jean tried it one time, but it scared me. <laughs> 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 it scared me. So I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> Remember, it scared the shit out of me because I just heard it and I was like, choke me a little bit. And 
bitch, I think he chose me a little too hard. <laughs> she could have went left. But I have friends who like to be choked where it's like they're heading into a blackout scene. And that's when the person, like, you got to have a lot of trust in that. And I was like, oh, child, you almost killed me, baby. Okay. The next one is group sex. Um, so I mean, group sex. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it can be, it's really tricky. Depends for y'all. It just really depends on egos, mm-hmm. what the rules are. Um, for the gays, it's about the composition of who is willing to do what. And when it get beyond to three people, three people is really tricky. I think you have to have an even number because somebody going to get left out. And it's just, it's just uncomfortable. So you need to make sure everybody has a, can have a partner uh, and bring bring it to the table. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, voyeur or exhibitionist. Um, uh, I like, am a voyeur. Yeah, if you watch porn, you're a voyeur. Yeah, I'm a voyeur. I like to watch um, people engage and do nothing. Just sit there. And so the other one, you know, we think about um, exhibitionists, you like uh, an easy way is you leaving the blinds open and you live on a main street and you know people can see you or you get caught, you know, walking around the house or y'all intentionally have sex on the balcony so your neighbors can see. Or there's some people who are even more bold, you know, I think uh, uh, the most common form of it is sagging for me. And there are people who are really attracted to men sagging there are lots of men who intentionally wear um their shorts thin clothing without underwear um if you if you look on the internet you'll see guys always posting these gym things or they're looking to be in the showers to be caught that's in the, the gay world they've been doing all kind of wild and wild and stuff or people just be going to the park to have sex <clears throat> so you can go to jail or you, you can be arrested it is illegal to be exposed in the public but that is the risk part of it uh, that you and do you can also catch a um what is it a pedophile charge as well and i only know this because it almost happened to my brother um they were leaving the club and he had to pee really bad peed in the parking deck and had to get lawyers and everything. It was it was a big thing. Wait a minute. We from the country. We used to pee outside all the time. Right. But they were in, I think, Greensboro. Um, went to the club. He had to pee. You know, I've peed in the parking lot before. Just drank. How's it pedophilia, though? Where are the kids at? Because he was exposing himself to the public. It was it was a big thing. Um, you, could talk to him you could talk to him about it later. And so, like, now, like, I remember having him in the car with me one day, and he's like, I got to pee. And I was like, let me just pull over. He was like, hell no. Take me to the store. Like, he was <laughs> yeah, 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 it's trauma. So. Oh, wow. Now look at peeing outside the same. But there, the reason why that could be is um, in, in regards to, is it, unless the officer was just being an asshole, like, is it in a certain amount of distance of like a place that children frequent it could have went so but it's many the club ones. it's 10 it's at least after 10 o'clock you know what i'm saying that's mm-hmm. that's interesting that's in north carolina yeah it yeah. happened okay the next one is it's they call this urologia i'm saying it's all wrong but i call it water sports and basically it involves piss all right somebody being a human toilet 
Golden shower. Or watching somebody pee. So it could be you could just be peeing in the toilet and somebody want to watch you pee. So people get off on that. So it doesn't mean it necessarily has to go on them. So right. It just involves piss. Oh, so not necessarily what people would say R. Kelly's doing or did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> R. Kelly. All right. The next one is gross sex. Um, so this one says that. Sex that involves animals, feces, or urine may never make it to mainstream, but people are still doing it, and taboos will continue, continue to be a part of our culture. Blah, 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 blah. Now, one that I did, I was explaining to people, and I've been sharing this, so I was like, "Would you, could you imagine that there would be something more gross than feces or shit play and piss play? And so I'm asked, Ashley, what do you think would be even worse than shit or piss? Um, taking fluids from a uh, munting. <laughs> well, when it relates to bodily fluids, let me say that. That, that ain't bodily fluids. Remember, she explained it. In, like, oh yes, oh yes. Munting, munting is about is is the is the grossest you're gonna get. You can't top that for me. So what about if I were to intentionally? Create snot out of my nose, and the other person will suck it out my nose. No, that's no, 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 no. Like I'm, no. <laughs> that would be worse. To <laughs> no, no, no. I don't do like I don't do like the spitting. Like when people spit in their mouth, like spitting. Don't spit in my mouth. I don't like that either. I don't like anything bodily fluids. Anything body fluids nasty me. So it is going to make me throw up. I'm good. If you smoke or you got cotton mouth, why would you want to spit that dry spit in my mouth? Like that. It depends on what you like. You know, what do you like? People do that. I know people like it. I don't even like to pick my own baby's boogers. So I'm definitely not gonna take your grown man boogers and snots. Now I do enjoy getting picking them out, but like to put it that nose Frida thing where I have to put it in his nose and suck it out, even though I know there's a filter in there, there's a fear that it will shoot past the filter and hit me in my mouth. And this is the child that I birthed. I don't want to do it. well 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 um any last thoughts ashley for people who are trying to explore um their kinks and find new ways of pleasure or how can they what sites you recommend and what can they do to learn more um you know i say explore all the shit and do everything that way you can you can have a good idea of what you like and what you don't like. Because you can't say I don't like something if you've never done it. Um, so at least try it, you know, once and then see if you like it or not. That's what I tell people. Don't try that once. So what? Don't try munching once. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Is it munching or munting? Like munting. Yeah, munting. I, won't, I won't be exhuming a corpse to hump it and letting stuff. Splash that, is, that over me. That's a lot of work. It's a lot. Work. Unless you own a morgue and you're breaking into morgues and humping. If I find out you're doing that to people dead, love. I'm gonna sue you. Yes, I'm calling you going to jail. Yes. Period. Period. <laughs> Just like these people who scam the government with these PPP loans. All right. So <laughs> ah. Thank you all for listening and joining us on the We Probably Write podcast. Um, Ashley, how can people connect with you on social media? 
Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at sex with Ashley. Awesome sauce. And Ashley has this really great column with, is it Madame Noir? Yeah, Madame Noir. If you have questions that arose from this, you can always ask Ashley um, or her column. Um, also, guys, until next time, don't forget to touch yourselves, feel yourselves, and love yourselves. And as always, we probably, probably right. right. <laughs> Thank you, family. Have a good day. All right. Have a good day. Hey, thanks for listening to The Last of the Millennials. This is your boy, Ferelli Speaks, one-third of the co-host group. Thank y'all so much for rocking out with us on Black Family Dynamics, Relationships, Pop Culture, Black Culture. We have it all. So tell your friend, tell your auntie, tell your cousin that if they're not listening to The Last of the Millennials podcast, we probably write. What are they doing? It's so easy. A caveman could do it. You heard? 